Well, greetings and welcome to another session of Prophetic by Design. We welcome. We want to welcome all of you that have been watching with us. We, we are so grateful for those that have been watching consistently. Uh, we trust in God that you are being blessed by these teachings. Uh, a lot of it has been developed as we continue. And so today I want to speak a little bit about developing a prophetic culture in the local church. And so we're going to focus a lot more and we're going to start the next few weeks on how do we develop a prophetic culture in the local church. We're going to have some guests next week, so we want to invite somebody to listen in. Uh, we, we will have some guests in um, from different parts of the world, just engaging, just sharing with us um, some of their experiences with the prophetic. And, and these are men of God that uh, have prophetic houses and have had interaction with, uh, with prophetic ministry over the, the time. But we've, we've ascertained over the past few weeks and last, uh, last few weeks, we were, we were speaking a lot on the trumpets. Now, I want to speak a little bit today, as we said, on developing a prophetic culture, but we need to just set a background for what we are going to share today. Now, the purpose of prophetic uh, prophecy is to reveal the mind of God and the heart of God not only to individuals, but also to the local church corporately and also to individuals. As a leader of a local household of faith, a local church, a local ministry, I cannot count the number of times that I found myself praying and, and even encouraging our people to ask of God the following, or make the following statement. I continuously ask God, say, Lord, touch our heart, with the things that touch your heart. I believe one of the, the, the key criteria for us remaining in the will of God, remaining where God is and, and, and knowing what God is saying today, what is the, the, the rhema word for today, what is the fresh manner that is for today, what is the, the real heartbeat of the Father, is really saying, God, touch our hearts with the things that touch your heart. There is one thing about being in pursuit of God. Uh, I remember reading a book some many years ago uh, by Tommy Tenney about catching, um, uh, uh, you know, just catching the anointing. And uh, one of the things he speaks about in pursuit, uh, how to be in pursuit of God and how the hunger for the things of God can pr produce such heavenly experiences such mighty experiences in the life of people. So I want to say to you today, as maybe as a leader within the local church, as even as members of a local church, the heartbeat of every local church should be, and I know it is, it is to hear what is God saying for us. I believe it is the cry of every leader, of every man and woman of God, to know what is God saying for their people. Uh, you know, I've been having several of those conversations and we were as a family last night sitting up late. And, and one of the things I, I kept asking is, are we hearing, are people hearing what God is saying? And not only are they hearing, but are they responding? And uh, I believe it is our responsibility to produce food. Like a father and a mother would, produce, would prepare a home for their family, would prepare meals on the table, but the challenge is eventually you, uh, the, 
person that is sitting at the table has to choose to partake of the meal. And I, I believe there is great, great uh, men and women of God sharing real good word out there. And I believe that all we need to do is we have to make the choice whether to receive, to eat, to partake of that which is placed before us. Uh, and, 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 and throughout the scriptures, uh, Jesus always uh, makes references around the table, around a banqueting feast. And we know one of the things is he says there's going to be a great banquet in heaven that we're all going to partake of. So I want you to, to understand the analogy today. But the second thing is this prayer really, for me, touch our hearts, Lord, with the things that touch your heart. This prayer is birthed out of a desire to know what is important to God at this moment. I believe built into this very spiritual DNA of each one of us is a desire to be where God is and to know what God is saying for the moment. Now, it's just, the worst place to ever find ourselves is in a place where God was where we talk about past glories and past manifestations, past outpourings, past experiences. I believe there should be a continuous, fresh outpouring. The Bible speaks, says it like this, times of refreshing coming from the presence of the Lord. That I pray, this is my prayer in this hour, and with the pandemic looming all over the world and affecting not only the lives of people, but the spiritual condition of the house. I, I, I pray that our prayers should be, Lord, let there be times of refreshing coming down from the presence of the Lord. That means we should be experiencing a weightier, a more intimate inter interactions with God. Now, I made this statement, the worst place to be is where God was. Now, in various scriptures, we would find that people sometimes, even after God has moved, they would try to stay in the place where God has did a manifestation or, or there was an outpouring of God. I believe it was very much God knew the people of Israel and therefore made them a very nomadic people, a people that had to be continuously sojourning because he knew that this, the, the nature of the people was if there was an outpouring, if there was a manifestation of God, they would choose to try and camp there. Even the disciples. Remember when Jesus is on the Mount of Transfiguration and they see him manifest the fullness of, of the glory of God, even in, in, in front of them, they said, let us build three altars here. One for you and one for, for Moses and one for Elijah. And, 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 and they said, and Jesus challenge them not to build it. And the reason is that he knew if they build something there, they will camp there. And I want you to understand that part of the DNA of the church must be, we must have a spirit of migration. We must be, have a spirit of always wanting to move forward in the things of God. Not saying that the past was bad. Not saying that the, your past experiences was was negative. No, no, no. All of it has been necessary to bring you to the place where you are at now. But what does it take you to move forward? Amen. Many of us talk about what God did in the past. 
I pray that even in this season, in 2021, that God will allow us to have things that we would write off. We will remember. Remember what, what, what uh, Joshua told to the people after they crossed the Jordan. He says, take the 12 stones. And, his, and God's instruction to them was, take the stones on which the feet of the priests were. And when you take it across, then raise up an altar. And let it be a memorial for generations to come. That when people ask, what was this? Then we would say, it never said you must keep repeating it. It says when they ask, you say this was part of our journey. I pray that there will be multiple, there will be, you will have a library of experiences and memories to share. Amen. I pray that in every season of your life, you would have something that will come out of it that you can share with, with, with other people. So this is all part of why it is necessary for us to develop a prophetic culture in the church. We want to be where God is. We want to know what God is doing. I believe that many people have missed a move of God. And some people have found themselves stuck in a previous move of God because they are not discerning that when the cloud moved. Remember that was the, 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 the instruction to the children of Israel. When you see the pillar of fire and you see the, uh, and you see the, the pillar of cloud, when the, when the cloud moves, you have to move. Amen. And I pray that we will begin to learn how to discern the environment, the discern the movements of God. Remember, part of the trumpet's teaching was discerning when it was a time for the nation to move, when it was a time for the leaders to come together, when it was a time for, for certain uh, joyous celebrations, when it was a time to, when the enemy was approaching. You need to discern the moment. The children of Israel knew that whenever the Ark of the Covenant was on the move, they had to move. When the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire moved, they had to move. When it stopped, they had to stop. The prophetic has often been used as a tool to announce the movements of God. Amos chapter 3 verse 7, and this is our, our foundational scripture. It says, surely the Lord will do nothing, but he revealeth his secrets unto the, his servants, the prophets. That means... Whenever God wants to announce a move or do something new, there's always an announcement. There's always a declaration. There's always a release of a prophetic sound. And I pray that even in your lives, there would be a release of a prophetic sound that will announce the new season. Now, the Bible also goes on in Exodus chapter 33, verses 13, it, emphasizing the need for prophetic people to be on the cutting edge of what God is doing on the earth. And many people have found themselves in the, in the last year or so, whether it be ministers, ministries, local churches, even our local church, we have to ask ourselves is what is God doing now? What is God saying for us? In order for us not to just repeat what has been said by the world, the rhetoric of the world, but we have to say what is God saying to us now. Exodus chapter 33 verses 13. It says, if you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so that I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember this nation is your people. 
So we see the Bible says, and this is Moses making this utterance. He says, if, if you are pleased with me, teach me your ways. Now Psalms chapter 103 verses 7 says it like this. He made known his ways to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. That means uh, the, uh, the, the King James says it uh, differently, slightly differently. It says, and Moses knew the ways of God and the people knew the acts of God. That means the people saw the miracles. They saw the signs. They saw the manifestations of God. They saw the water coming out of the rock. They saw the, the, the pillar of, of fire by night and the pillar, pillar of uh, the, the cloud by day. This offering shelter to them. They saw the many manifestations, the manna that fell from heaven. They saw the Red Sea parting. Uh, people are always moved by manifestations and by acts. But the challenge was prophetic people are desirous and saying, God, show me your ways. There's something different about knowing the ways of God. Because the ways of God speaks about why does God do what he does? That means, why did God bring them out of Egypt, bring them to the Red Sea, and part the Red Sea? And why was that an important manifestation? Why was it a, an important manifestation? Because not only was he showing them that he'll make a way for them throughout the journey, but he was showing to them that those things, that remember the word of God to Moses, he says, the enemy that you see today, you will see them no more. That means God was showing them that I'm not just taking you to escape because the, the waters could only for a, only a certain number of days keep the Pharaoh and his army away from the children of Israel. They would have made their way across the, the Red Sea by some way. But God had to say, I'm going to remove them totally from you. Knowing the ways of God is very important because we will get a bigger picture. There's a bigger, there's more, there's more emphasis in us understanding the ways of God. Moses knew his ways. So in a nation, One man pursued his, his, and he asked something that not everybody else was asking. He says, if you are pleased with me, teach me your ways. Wow, what a prayer. What a prayer. Can we boldly come before the Lord and say to him, Lord, teach me your ways. Help me to understand not just the things that we are seeing. Because a lot of what we do today is as a response to the environments that we are, the, the emotions and feelings that we are engaging in. And I'm believing God that there are a people, there's a group of people that God is nurturing on the earth. A prophetic company of people. A people that, that, that are saying, God, teach me your way. Yes, I'm, I'm excited about the blind eyes opening. I'm excited about those that have been healed. And, and I'm excited about the, the manifestations of the glory and people being filled with the Holy Spirit. But Lord, why is this happening? 
Why are you doing it? And I believe if people within the local church would ask that question, it would require of us to get deeper with God. You cannot ask that question and stay on the periphery of what God wants to do. But you have to come like, 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 like the man of God saw the vision of you couldn't be just in ankle deep water. Couldn't be in knee deep water or waist deep water. But you have to come to the place within, to waters where you're swimming. You, can't, you don't know the depth of what is happening and under you. But all you have to do is have a reliance on God and keep swimming. And I pray that we will get to that place where, we will, where, where, where deep will call out to deep and spirit will call out to spirit. I feel there's so much in my heart tonight that there are people that are yearning and saying, is there more? And I'm here to say to you, this is how God wants you to access the more. You access it by becoming totally devout to him. You access this by coming and saying to him, God, if all that I am, all that I have, I give it to you. You allow God to just manifest himself in you and through you. Moses prayed a bold prayer. I want to challenge you to pray a bold prayer tonight. Say, Lord, teach me your ways. He says, so that I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Wow. He wasn't asking it to elevate himself above his brothers. He wasn't asking it to, to somehow separate himself from the rest of the people. He was asking it so, so I can begin to get to know you. Paul later makes a statement in the New Testament and he makes a statement and he says that I may know him in the fellowship of his sufferings, that I may, may know him in the power of his resurrection. He, he, he came to the place of saying, I just do not want to know the niceties about the, the life, that that which produced that anointing in him, in Christ Jesus. He says that I may know him in the fellowship of his sufferings. If there was anyone that suffered for the gospel, it was Paul. He says, if, it, if, 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 if it's been shipwrecked, I've been shipwrecked many times. He was even at certain times bitten by snakes. He says, if, if there's anyone that was beaten, there was no one beaten more than me. You see, you can't ask what Moses is asking to say, Lord, let me know your ways without really becoming and understanding the intensity and God allowing you to feel really how the heart of God feels when he sees certain things. Over the past years, there has been always something um, God has allowed me to experience often even before something I will get to know something has gone wrong or there's something negative or a bad news often I will feel certain things and it, it, it feels like uh, like a mood swing you know the fair felt like that and I think the ladies may understand me more and some of the guys that we you know that struggle with you know with certain things we we, we understand what a mood swing is 
And it was almost as if I, I, I can't pinpoint what changed, why I'm feeling what I'm feeling. There is nothing around me that has occurred to give me that reason to feel that way. And I've recently more and more become aware that this is one of the ways that God uses to speak to me or prepare me for things that are coming. And I believe it is part of the prayer that I prayed, Lord, touch my heart with the things that touch your heart. God prepares me in advance for some things that are coming. And in the past, I used to be very confused as to why and get frustrated by why I felt that way. But I now start to understand it more and more, that it is God's way of beginning to prepare me for what is coming. And often, it will be hours, it will be a few hours or so after that experience that I would get some sort of news that would require a response. But I've learned recently that when I start feeling that way, to allow God to prepare me for what is coming. God to minister to me. Because often I found myself ministering to people in difficult circumstances straight after them. Sometimes it came at, at times when I experienced some losses in my life of relationships, friends, family. And I started to realize it more and more. You cannot ask certain things and think it's going to work out the way that you want it to. I pray that God will begin to develop in us a culture of really understanding. People, I want you to understand the prophetic is not easy. It's not just blanket. I don't think we'll be able to fully understand everything. But if you go and study the lives of the prophets in the scriptures, you will find that they didn't always have the easiest of lives. So if you desire operating in a higher level of the prophetic ministry, you've got to understand that there are some things deeper. You know, the Bible says of Moses that Moses was a prophet. We often seen him as a leader of Israel, but we've never seen him as a prophet. But the word of God says, by the word, by the mouth of the prophet, he led them out of Israel. Referring to Moses. And so I, I pray today that we would understand this. So when Moses prays the prayer and he says, Lord, teach me that, uh, you know, teach me your ways that I may know you. That we'll get to the place where we not just know about God, but we know him. There's a difference about knowing about somebody. You know, often um, when, you, when you're desiring to pursue a relationship with someone, you try to get to know about them. But the whole courting element of the relationship is not knowing about them, but it's getting to know them. That means it's through the engagement, it's through the, the, the seeing how they respond in different environments. It teaches you how to get to know them. You've got to know God in the different seasons of your life. When you experience Him, may He reveal His heart to you in the different seasons. Not the mountaintop only, sometimes the bad and it doesn't have to be all bad it doesn't have to be all bad but in every season understand who he is he says that I may know you and that I may continue to find favor with you this is a, another element 
He's not just asking just that I may have information about you. But he's saying that I may know, I may have favor with you. What is favor? I believe one of the, the strongest elements of favor is knowing what God is doing and God revealing why he's doing what he's doing. He, he, he was saying that I may have favor with you, that you will continuously do this, Lord, in my life. And then he says, Lord, remember this nation is your people. You know what he was, he was saying? He's saying, God, I'm asking all of this, not just for myself. I'm asking all of this so that I can be a blessing to those that you're asking me to lead. Why do we bring a prophetic culture within a local house? Because it's the desire of every man of, woman of God to ensure that their people are getting what they need and they're getting the best from the heart of God. I pray that this is something that we will develop in our hearts, develop in our spirit. It, it, Moses requested, you know, uh, and, and, and we've uh, spoken a little bit about it, that there's a vast difference between knowing the acts of God and knowing his ways knowing just really what the mind of God is. Moses wanted to know the ways of God, the how, the what, the why, the where God is, what God is doing, where he is doing it. He wanted to know why God did what he was doing, what was the purpose behind what he was doing. Godly leadership seeks after the heart and the mind of God. Moses had intently sought after God and had insight into what God was doing. I believe by developing and integrating the prophetic into the culture of the local church, it will bring, it will uh, offer the church an advantageous position, positioning itself for success. Prophetic ministry gives direction, guidance, leadership to fulfill the mission of God that is placed upon the ministry it helps even the ministry and the ministers, the leaders, to begin to stay on course. A culture is defined as a set of rules that a group of people sustain, uh, establish, sorry, to sustain a particular way of life. A culture in a community is a, uh, is a way of life that is accepted by that community. Each local church is identified by the character, the culture, and the spirit of that house. This is the desire that we develop prophetic, apostolic, prophetic houses that is relevant in the areas that we are ministering today. And I pray that this will be setting a backdrop for our discussions in the following weeks. And I can tell you, just engage with God. Just allow God to speak to you. Many people associate with the associate the prophetic only with personal prophecy, but personal prophecy is one facet of the administration of the prophetic gift. Being prophetic is the ability to know the voice of God, hear the voice of God, speak exactly what God has spoken, and following His instructions. I pray in you developing a prophetic house, a, a, a prophetic culture within your local church, it can only happen by 
building team-based ministry. And we'll talk a little bit about that, a little bit more. Prophetic presbyteries and team-based ministries. That the prophetic was never intended for it to operate in isolation. Amen? A team should be trained on biblical principles and protocols for prophecy and how to begin to exact the ministry of prophecy within the local house. Amen? But I pray today, this is my challenge to you. Say that, ask God. God, show me your ways. Like Moses said, that I may know you and that I will continue to find favor with you. I, you know, the, the, the thing about, uh, the statement made about Jesus was he found favor with both God and with men. I pray that you will find favor. Favor is a very, 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 it's, un, it's unmerited. We know it's, a, it's an unmerited gift of God that is given to us. We didn't, don't do anything to deserve it or to earn it. But I believe there's something we can do to position ourselves for it. Amen. So let's just bow our heads together. We're going to pray. And uh, I'm looking forward to you joining us next week and uh, listening in over the next few weeks. I'm telling you, it's going to be encouraging. It's going to be enlightening. We're going to have people both locally from South Africa, internationally, just engaging with us. And we're going to ask some questions about how do we develop a prophetic house and is there a need for a prophetic house? And several questions on that line. Let's bow together for a word of prayer. Father, we are so grateful that you have chosen to put your hand on us. So Lord, we ask, O oh God, tonight, touch our hearts with the things that touch your heart. We ask like Moses did, Lord, if I found favor with you, if I pleased you in any way, Lord, teach me your ways, that I may know you, and that I may continue to find favor with you. I pray over your sons and daughters that will listen to this message, listen to this teaching. May it produce a desire in their hearts, Lord, to get to know you in a different level. Lord, open the heavens over their lives. God, release fresh manna from the throne room of God that will not only touch and change the lives of people, but will move them forward. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, a big God bless you to you. And take care, have a blessed week. Look, looking forward to engaging with you next week.